Well, hello, and thank you for joining us for another edition of the Bet Victor podcast series. I'm delighted to say, as ever, I've got my right hand man here with me, Dougie McRae. Dougie, how are we doing? Yeah, very well, Sam. And um, finally, this podcast this week got a lot in it. Um, got chance to pause and reflect on the Premier League, which we're going to do shortly because it's been absolutely mad, hasn't it? Fantastically exciting and slightly strange. We've got Gabriel Sutton giving us some expert tips from League One and League Two this week because it is, of course, the international break. And Dougie and me will be taking a look and giving you some tips for England's game uh, on Sunday. So, Dougie, let's start with the Premier League. Um, we're going to just take a moment to reflect back on, on some of the markets up to date now after the first few games. And I think it's safe to say, Dougie, it's been interesting. Oh, it's been for a neutral fan, it's been absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, it was that two, the two games on Super Sunday there were just couldn't really believe what what I was watching. You know, it's this uh, no crowds is certainly it's certainly skewed the the norm, and uh, yeah, it's just been unbelievable. I mean, we've had games where we've had every week seems to have a different. Sort of scenario. You remember the one week where there was loads and loads of penalties, and the last week where there was loads and loads of goals. So you just really you don't know where it's going to twist and turn next. Yeah, it's it, it's strange, isn't it? Des- defensive discipline just seemed to evade Manchester United and Liverpool, particularly in the most recent game week. It, it, it's very, very, very strange t- yeah. to watch. And it, despite that, Liverpool are now eleven to eight favourites to win the league. City six to four. Obviously, Leeds got a good result against them and. They conceded five goals against Leicester at home, Dougie, which was a huge shock. Um, do we have any idea why what's happened to these two top teams? You know, the, the wealth of defensive talent they've got at their disposal. Yeah. Liverpool looked just clueless in defence. And, and I think um, City, no better, really. Pep spending yet more money. I think he just needs to do some coaching with them. I think they need to have a, a settled defensive system is what City seemed to lack to my eye. Yeah, well, I think I think the, one of the key things here is that um, you've sort of removed the context of fans, and when you do that, you know, if a team goes, I think we've seen it quite a few occasions, especially with City against Leicester and and, um, and Man United and Liverpool on Sunday. There, when your when your side goes a couple of goals down, usually, you know, in front of a packed crowd, um, you know. You're still very much in the game and, and try to get back into the game with 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 not with no crowd sort of driving them on, and and, and I don't mean dri- even even criticism, you know, will drive you on in some way to try and make up for, for for mistakes. Without that, there, I just think you know, not that they've get, I don't think they've given up, but I just think that sort of drive. It's like um, the heads have dropped is, is, more is, than yeah, they, they would yeah, normally. They've, they've, yeah. they've, exactly, they've dropped. And, it's hard to sort of pick them up, and I just think that's why it was. It, it just goes into free scoring mode. You know, once you once you're beat a couple of times, it has just went into sort of free scoring mode. Villa every time Villa went up the park, it's same with Spurs. They just looked as if they were going to mm-hmm. get a goal. You know, the, yeah. the confidence had gone, and they had nothing to sort of cling on to 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 try and get out of the hole. Yeah, the penalty situation. Hopefully, sounds like the revision of the handball rule being allowed to be a little bit more interpreted by the referee should allow that not to happen because there's been some very strange runs as a Crystal Palace fan we've benefited it and we've been punished by it but I, I think Roy Hodgson said we'd rather not see it uh, Dougie if I uh, if I if I gave you a free five pound bet on the outright win market Liverpool 11 to 8 City 6 to 4 
Chelsea, a few people were tipping up. Been a bit indifferent for me, Chelsea, 14 to 1. Spurs have been quietly impressed with 16 to 1. And Everton, of course, who are top with 12 points, perfect record at the time of recording, 18 to 1. Dougie, where would you be putting that money? Surely Everton can't keep up this fantastic run of. I mean, Everton are a, an insane price. You know, they played not put a foot wrong, but they're, they're, they're massively short. Um, I, I think, you know, I'm still with Liverpool. I still think Liverpool are head and shoulders above everyone. It's a big recency bias because they get thumped at the weekend, but I think they'll find their feet and I think they'll win the league. If there's anyone going to sneak into this, I think it could be Arsenal. Arsenal? I think, yeah, I think I think the signing of party at Arsenal, I think he'll be a big player. I think Arteta is an excellent manager. And I think they could surprise a few people. I don't think they'll win the league, but I think um, they'll definitely have a shot at the top four. Absolute, sure. Absolutely not for me. 22-1 uh, to one to win the league. Uh, interesting that Everton, for all, uh, it's only shortly into the season. They've obviously been given... Um, yeah, they've got uh, just a three-point gap on Arsenal. And I, I, I like Everton. And listen, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, what a fantastic run he's had. Hopefully he'll feature for England and, and do well. But he, he he's now uh, a short six to one for the Golden Boot. Only Mo Salah in front of him at seven to two. Vardy six to one. Harry Kane six to one in behind. Harry Kane, who seems to have turned into an absolute assist machine uh, for Son mm. at Spurs. But Dougie, just I think we must touch on Calvert Lewin as an individual. He has been one of the standout breakout performers, hasn't he? Um, of this yeah. opening period of the season. Yeah, I've really I've liked Calvert Lewin for, for a long, long time, and I think uh, I think it was happening now. He's, he, it's simply that there's better players at Everton, mm. and you know I think with better players around him, um, he's become better himself. I think that's just simply it. You know, if you put if you, those players that brought in. Um, are always going to improve people round about them but I think he was already at quite a high level so I think he's just thriving in that environment thriving on the on the quality of the deliveries um, find, you know people finding him quicker than they maybe would have in years gone by so I think he's just I think he's just you know thriving from that and I think you know this is the perfect time for England to start him you know start him in there there's obviously loads of, loads of quality in that team I wouldn't be against him making a, a making a goal scoring debut for England just the way he's going. He looks great just now. And we'll touch on uh, one of England's games a bit later on. Uh, we'll turn to the wrong end of the table. Dougie relegation. Obviously, seen some some quite big scenes here. Uh, Fulham are now two to nine. West Brom one to two. Sheffield United six to four. Burnley six to four. I thought I've done appallingly badly in the transfer window. Burnley. Newcastle three to one. Brighton. Look to have a bit about them this season, seven to two, and Palace eleven to two. As are West Ham, um, Villa ten to one. By the way, Dougie, which looks a huge price, I'd say for all they were very good the other day. Um, Dougie, relegation wise, I'm going to try and make a bit of a case for the defence of Fulham here. Um, they've actually had the most crosses in the league so far this season, which obviously makes sense with Mitrovic um, being their man. 104 crosses, next nearest Sheffield United on Sheffield United on 90. Liverpool 86. I haven't... I think Fulham have done some great business as well. Ruben's lost his cheek for me. As a Palace fan, I was lucky enough to see this guy up close. Brilliant footballer. Um, And I think he could be the real... I think he's such a Scott Parker signing as well. He could be really dynamic. I think he can create. I think he can really help them progress. I don't think you can write them off yet because I think there's quite a few bad teams in the league this year. What would you say, Dougie? 
Yeah, I don't think you can you can write anyone off after just four games played, you know. Um, but I do think that you know, come the end of the season, um, I think Fulham will be in there to be honest. And and I think uh, I think West Brom as well. You know, I think those two are, are going to be. It's going to be a long season for them, and they'll have a big challenge of staying up. Other than that, you know, I know Sheffield United have had an awful start, really bad start. Um, but I think Burnley are the ones that you mentioned there. They've not done terrifically well in the in the transfer window, so I think they could fall into it as well. Um, and, and I think it's between those guys really to go down. I think we've seen enough from the likes of West Ham and Newcastle to say that they can get results. You know, even against top six sides at Tottenham, um, Leicester, they can get results. So um, I don't. I think it'll be quite difficult for for, for the other guys to come. Uh, come out of this so yeah but I think Burnley from from what we were saying and I think pre-season we spoke about it as well I think they could be in for a bit yeah I I think we have concerns don't we Sean Dyche he can work so many miracles but I've got a feeling this could be the season that's a a little bit beyond him four defeats in a row for Sheffield United four in a row for Fulham three in a row for Burnley West Brom obviously had that point against Chelsea where realistically they should have got all three. I mean, yeah, it was just as bad know, as a defeat really that one, you know, they've thrown three goals away. I'm quite concerned for them. United down there in 16th but after three games played, for all they've been a bit bad, you can't see them sticking down there. I think Brighton have shown plenty um, and then and then you look at the likes of Southampton and, and West Ham who I'd have probably thought West Ham especially could have been involved. Got a very thin squad. My worry for West Ham would be if they pick up a few injuries Dougie, I, I I think they're they're eleven to two. Uh, whew, I just don't think their squad size is there versus someone like Palace, who've just got a couple more players to bring off the bench if they get injuries. Leeds, I think, have been an absolute revelation. Let's talk about Leeds just for a minute. They're a team I want to focus on. I think they've just been such good value for the Premier League, Dougie. Oh yeah, they've been great. Every every match they've they've been involved in has, has been fantastic to watch. They've been a really good watch, and I think they won a lot of friends this season. Um, you know, I've seen they've been cut for all sorts of markets. You know, top six finish, even top four finish. It's I don't think you know they're going to go that high, but they're they're definitely on an upward curve. They're getting a lot of praise. You know, in matches they've had a couple of matches where they've had a lot of praise. I mean, the first game against Liverpool, they got more praise for the defeat than Liverpool did for the victory. You know, mm. so they're they are becoming sort of the people's sort of club. It's quite nice to see. It's good to see they're back and they're doing well. But um, I think te- I think top ten is realistic for them. But any more than that, I think it'd be difficult. I'll give you eleven to ten, Dougie, about them finishing the top ten. That's what we've priced them at time of recording as. What do we I think? think? I do think I, I do think that's a bit short, to be honest. You think that's a bit short? Okay. Uh, actually, I think. Well, I, I, I don't think. I think actually. Would you rather have West Ham at seven to two or Southampton at thirteen to eight? Pff, I'm not so sure. I think it's it's hard. You know. Newcastle have blown hot and cold. Uh, Palace, uh, capable of anything on their day, nine to two for a top half finish, probably pushing it a bit. I, I, I think it's just a case that you, you know, the 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 top eight pick themselves, and then I think yeah. it's between probably Leeds, Villa, Southampton, you know, West Ham. I'm not such a fan of with their squad size, but certainly an interesting market. And we love to get your thoughts. Don't forget to tweet them in or. Drop him a comment on Facebook if you're listening to us on there. But Dougie, I want to get two predictions for you going into the next segment of Premier League football. So basically up to Christmas. Who's going to be top at Christmas? It's a tough one, isn't it? Um, 
you know, I was looking at this this morning, and I, I, just, I, I think you know, I think it's quite simple that Liverpool will win the league. And if you're talking, usually the team that's top at Christmas will win the league. So I have to say Liverpool. Um, but I'm really looking forward to seeing um, the, the Merseyside derby next out. You know, if Everton win that, who knows? You know, it could be another side, the other side from Merseyside top of the league. But I do think it'll be Liverpool. I'm gonna call it now. Spurs will be in the top two at Christmas. They've got some cracking fixtures to return to, um, the likes of West Ham at home, which they should really deliver on, Burnley away, Brighton at home, West Brom away. Getting into late November, it gets a bit harder, but this is where I think they could end up. If they can get something against City at home or Chelsea away, um, suddenly going into December, I think I think that they play Liverpool just before Christmas kicks yeah. in, and I, I, I can see Spurs going on a real run here under Mourinho. Um, did some late business, obviously getting a backup forward. I don't know if I can, can agree with you with Spurs. I mean, Spurs had a good a result against an awful Man United team. Right? They're all over the shop. You look at back at the first game of the season, Spurs. Everton, you know, dismissed them easily. They drew in Newcastle. They've not had an amazing start. This is just a recency bias because we're talking about this after that outrageous weekend we had. I just don't... I think people need to sort of calm down a bit. We're only four games into the season. The league's table's not really... It's still to take its normal shape. You know, there's a lot of, you know, shouts about, you know, Leicester when they won the league that year that this could happen again. I think they just need to be a little bit, you know, realise what's actually happening. It's only four games into the season. They put five past Southampton, Dougie, you look a good unit to me. I, I, you know, they've scored seven in their Europa League playoff, which I'll forgive you for being, you know, it's a Europa League game. Take the United game as a bit of a one-off. They disappointed for me against Newcastle a bit, but that was a crazy game, wasn't it, with the penalty in the end. They would have ground out the 1-0 win. Uh, you know, I just think people yeah. dismiss them at your peril, is what I'm saying. I, I'd, I'd never write off them. I'd sooner have Spurs at the moment than Arsenal. Um, who... Well, I know, I know, I know. Our pal Harry Redknapp fancies uh, fancies Spurs. I watched him on Sky Sports News and transfer deadline day, and he put a good up a good case. But I am, um, you know, I, I'm sticking with Liverpool. Oh, there you go. My, better my judges to start the season. So better I'm judges than me think Spurs will be in the mix. But what an exciting a season ahead! Don't forget, we'll be back with all our Premier League previews as we go through. We're doing all right. Uh, heads just above water with the naps at the moment, but we'll, we'll get there. I think they're starting to turn the curve. Bit unlucky on the goal scorer bets as well, but. We had a nice flurry at the start, so fingers crossed we can get our teeth stuck into it. And as Dougie said, it is only three, four games into the season for some teams. So we, we, we'll get there, and I think um, things will hot up, and we've got the Champions League to come back as well. All sorts to go on. Uh, right, coming up after this break, we talk to Gabriel Sutton about everything Football League. Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Should I take boosted odds on the big lad to score first, or risk a cheeky bet on the new boy? Listen, back in the day, people were always offering me deals on players. But sometimes, despite the fans screaming for me to sign them and the chairman having the cash, if I wasn't sure, then it wasn't worth the gamble. Sometimes your best bet is not to take the bet at all. Oh, got a run, pal. The dog's just peed in me slippers. Harry? Listen to Harry and please gamble responsibly. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. Well, I'm delighted to say we're joined once again on the line by our resident football league expert, Gabriel Sutton. Gab, how are we doing today? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks, Sam. How you been keeping? Yeah, I'm okay. And obviously this week we've got um, a couple of international games for, for, for everyone uh, with some COVID hit squads, um, which brings sort of the, the, the League 1 and 2 really into centre stage, doesn't it? It's quite 
nice for them to have that window to showcase themselves, Gab. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think obviously in the EFL, uh, the championship gets um, a lot of the coverage. Um, but um, I think, yeah, it's really important that League One and Two clubs get their moment. And, you know, some of the... Um, you know, the TV channels that cover the EFL at the moment are giving um, uh, extra sort of uh, window, if you like, for League One or Two, when in the past with previous organisations, um, League One or Two hadn't been shown So uh, when it, when the championship wasn't there. So uh, I think lots of positive signs from that point of view uh, and, and great to get give uh, League One and Two the exposure they deserve because uh, I really believe they're uh, very exciting leagues and, and one that, ones that I've really enjoyed following. And I think for people like me that might follow someone like yourself, selections or, 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 or you know, do a quick form scan, gives you the chance to have a proper watch of a, of, of a bit of lower league football over the weekend when you don't have the distraction of the craziness that is the Premier League this season. So I think it's, it's always nice because I encourage anyone that's gambling to, to make sure they have a good think about what they're betting rather than just putting 20 both teams to score teams together. It's well worth looking at. And um, I know we'll come on to your three bets that you like for this weekend. But before I want to get to that, I want to have a quick chat through Gab about uh, the petition that I've seen going around on social media that a lot of football fans have been sharing. I think you yourself may well have done it and put it onto my feed, but um, about the, the return to fans and this growing concern the the detriment this is going to have to football clubs and the communities. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've quite I've been quite struck by how quickly um, that petition kind of took off, and uh, it needed a hundred signatures to be um, officially discussed in Parliament, and uh, and in like the space of a couple of days, I think it is. It's got up to. Uh, 160,000 signatures so that's great and a lot of you know the EFL officially have got on board with it um, lots of big clubs in the Premier League have done as well so really encouraging from that point of view and uh, I think it's really important that um, that fans are given the chance to go back and watch their team I think we've had the um, the pilot scheme a couple of weeks ago that was really successful at places like Norwich and Shrewsbury and you know if, if um, the Albert Hall it's okay for the Albert Hall to be filled up at you know, 56% capacity, then surely we should be allowed, uh, allowing fans into uh, EFL grounds and um, to, to go and watch their team. Because I think if it's done in a, a socially distanced manner, then we shouldn't have any problems and it'd be a great thing for football collectively. I think that's a really fair comparison. I know plenty of people out there have made the, the, the one with the Albert Hall uh, event in December which if it happens I think we'll, we'll, we'll really push for football clubs to to be allowed that access it's something we're experiencing in horse racing as well which is a, a sport very close to my heart where we can't have uh, customers turning up effectively it's, it's more or less behind closed doors beyond owners being allowed to attend in certain areas so let, let's hope it moves forward at pace and, and you know we're all very aware of the, the damage the pandemic's done to people's health but that there is the wider discussion around the mentally impacting issues of not having that that hope. And I think most football fans, Gab, it'd be fair to say, will accept the reduced attendance, even if it's effectively till a vaccine. But just have that hope that you can go every three weeks or so to watch your team at home would be quite nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think football's an outlet. I think sometimes if we kind of have problems uh, in our everyday lives, then the ability to kind of just... Uh, go away from it a bit and kind of just indulge in in a football match and then you can kind of come back to the challenges of everyday life with a a different perspective so I do think that it's really important um, for mental health as as well as um, you know the health of clubs and the the jobs that they provide and 
and all that sort of thing. So, yeah, hopefully yeah, fans are allowed back in sooner rather than later. Yeah, fingers crossed and you can sign that petition. It's all over the internet if you agree with Gab and me. Right, we'll move on, Gab, uh, to your three bets for the weekend. Uh, kicking off with Peterborough to get the win away at Northampton. Peterborough at time of recording are 9-10 to 10 to do just that. What's the thinking here? Yeah, so um, obviously Posh got a good win last time out and um, I'm kind of there. I, I like Darren Ferguson. I think uh, he's shown the ability to kind of change, his, uh, change things around. I think at half-time he wasn't happy with how his side played against Swindon um, in the first half, but then uh, he made a tactical change and uh, took off a centre-back and put on another attacking player and all of a sudden, you know, the intensity of their game changed and I'd expect them to kind of carry that on into this uh, this Northampton game, which is a bit of a derby, you could say. Um, the Cobblers, I feel, are weakened from the squad that actually won promotion via the playoffs from League Two. Um, I think they were actually quite fortunate to make the playoff space. I think had the season uh, continued as it was, uh, they might have uh, lost out to Port Vale. I mean, did very well in the playoffs, but um, they've lost a lot of key players and I don't feel like they've replaced them particularly well. So, yeah, I'd be sweet on posh this weekend and I think getting them close to evens. Um, we're considering that home advantage isn't as much of a factor this year, so I'm happy to get posh uh, close to evens uh, and I expect them to win. Yeah, uh, seems a very, very good rationale there for Peterborough to nab that win. Uh, right, we'll move on then. And I like, I like these are bets that are after my heart. I, I like these, Gab. Swindon to win and over one point five goals. Uh, they host AFC Wimbledon at home. That's eleven to eight at time of recording. Um, just gives you a bit of extra juice in the price if you think there's going to be plenty of goals in the game, but you're a little bit perhaps fearful of going all the way to the dreaded two point five line. Yeah, um, I think what I was con- uh, sort of conscious of, if I'm not mistaken, um, the uh, the Swindon outright win is something along the lines of uh, 37 to 40, uh, sort of just narrowly uh, kind of odds on, and um, and I, I think that the uh, the over 1.5 uh, to 11 to 8 it seems to me like quite a big swing, if you like, because I don't think Swindon are going to win many games one 0 I think. What we've seen so far is when when they have won, they've actually won pretty comfortably. They won three uh, one um, on the opening day against Rochdale, and then four uh, two in their previous home game. And um, I think they're a side that's going to have lots of goals. I really like the look of them going forward with uh, Jack Payne, who's a very creative player. Uh, Jordan Stevens, they got on loan from Leeds. He's very quick. Uh, Johnny Smith, I think, is canny. Uh, Brett Pittman is a clinical finisher so going forward they've got Matt Smith in midfield as well on loan from Arsenal he's probably been their best player by all accounts so I think they've got a lot going go, a lot going for them going forward um, defensively I'm not so sure which is why I don't think they'll win 1-0 but I do think they'll win the game and to round off your three this week that you like uh, we've got Bolton who we spoke about quite a lot in the Antipost podcast at home to Grimsby 23-20 to at time of recording a price that you think is just a little bit too big yeah, um, I'm. But I'm basing this really on the preparation that Grimsby have had because they only returned to training on Wednesday, uh, and I think that's going to be a massive problem because although players will have done their workouts, uh, you know, in terms of the physical uh, side of things individually, they won't have been able to do anything up until Wednesday on 
team shape and I think that's going to really affect the the cohesion of their performance not to mention the fact they've they actually lost their first two games before that um so I, th- I think that's going to be a real issue for them um in terms of Bolton they um got that first win of the season at Harrogate last week and they got Owen Doyle um scoring the, uh, one of the goals there and I do think that Doyle is the type of striker who, once he gets one goal, the rest tend to flood in. And um, I, I really fancy Bolton for this weekend. So uh, they're going to be my pick at, at 23 to 20. Lovely. Well, the treble at the moment uh, you'd be looking at. Now, these are obviously prices at time of recording. So do make sure you check these. Uh, but £10 will return £97.2p, uh, 17 to 2 Roughly their price there. Uh, Gab, we wish you the best of luck for this week. Um, obviously, all eyes will be on the lower league stuff. And we have got, we will mention, um, some good boosts that we'd usually see on the, the, the likes of the Premier League game. But you'll find boosts on everything. For example, I'm just checking out the South End VX to market here. And we've got over 2.5 goals boosted on there to 19 to 20. You'll find that on all the match markets. So do take a little look at betvictor.com. Gab, have a fantastic week and enjoy the action. Cheers, Sam. Have a good weekend. Hey, Harry. Hello, mate. Set smart TV to record the football later. You've got to be joking, haven't you? I haven't got a clue. But I'll tell you what, if you want to chuck a few quid on it, your best bet is to try that BetVictor app. Even I'm a whiz on that. Listen to Harry and make your best bet with BetVictor. 18 plus, please gamble responsibly. Son, seen the remote? Right, great to hear from Gab Sutton there on League One and League Two. But if that hasn't tickled your fancy... Plenty of international football. Dougie and me are going to be tuning in uh, Sunday night, 5 o'clock. We've got England v Belgium. Dougie, on the face of it, some of the top talent in the Premier League facing off against each other. Yeah, uh, this is, I'm I'm really actually looking forward to watching. It'll be interesting to see how it it plays out. Uh, I really like Belgium here, you know, they've, just looking through their squad, it's absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, your your De Bruyne's Telemans from the Premier League. Um, you know, it's just it's amazing. You know, they've got such a such a depth of talent in that team. And you hope. I mean, looking forward to the next major tournament. You know, I I would like to think that they will be in with a shot of winning that. I know on a few few occasions recently in recent majors, they've not really they've not really trapped, but. This is if Belgium are ever going to win anything, it's got to be with this crop of players. You'd think so, wouldn't you? Um, in fairness, oh, I, yeah. they, you know they obviously went close in previous tournaments, and they've got some some real talent. Oh, I think you know Lukaku has just been brilliant again, back to his best. Um, I just I still can't believe it didn't work out for him at United. I just. Yeah, he's he, I, I think he's found his way, you know, uh, with the Inter Milan, and you know he's he's a powerhouse. And we, I, mean, I think, I was speaking to this about a friend the other day, and just some players just find their way in certain leagues, and when and you know, and certain in certain other leagues, they don't do as well. We've seen it in days gone by with loads of different strikers. I mean, remember. Uh, remember Diego Forlan? He couldn't, you know, he couldn't have a barn door with Man United. Class, he went, though, to, La- went to Spain. Yeah. yeah, he went to La Liga, and he was absolutely. He was one of the best strikers in the world when he played for uh, when he played for Villarreal. So it does happen. 
right. you know, I think he's just made a good move there, Lukaku. Let's um, let's take a look then. So at the moment, prices at time of recording six to four Belgium, seven to four England, twelve to five the draw. The form coming into this, both sides arrive unbeaten after their last six games. England, of course, drawing with Denmark. Uh, we're recording this ahead of the Wales game, uh, in case you're wondering where that result is. Belgium, meanwhile. Dispatched Iceland 5-1 last time out, whereas England staggered past them, winning 1-0. Um, Dougie, I'm I'm concerned here a bit. The goals look like they've dried up for England when they play quality opposition. You know, it's all well and good putting six past Bulgaria, seven past Montenegro, but you're drawing with Denmark, fair enough, decent side, but Belgium managed to dispatch them and beat them 2-0. I've got my worries for England here. What's your thinking? Yeah, I, I agree with you as well. I think um, it's going to be difficult for England. And yeah, I don't see. I see actually, you know, a couple of goals in the match, and I do think England will score. But I think, uh, I think Belgium will just have too much quality in the end. I mean, if England turn a performance in like they did um, last time out, it'll be, I think it'd be pretty hard to um, get anything here. Um, however, I do think it'll, you know, there'll be goals in it. I do think England will score, but I think Belgium might. Just win this and win the odd goal or 3-1. Yeah, 19-5 to five for both teams to score. Belgium to win, Dougie. Are you going to make that sort of your your best bet at this stage in time? I think so, yeah. I think, I mean, what price are they Belgium outright? Uh, you can get, I think, 6-4 to four on Belgium at the time of recording. Jeez, I mean, that's that, that in itself is uh, very attractive. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I couldn't put anyone off either of those bets, to be honest. I'm going to give a, a, an alternative view. You you expect goals, Dougie. So I was looking at kind of where the goals could come from, and Harry Kane at six to four any time. Uh, you know you wouldn't get that too often in Premier League games. For all Belgium are a good side. You know I I, I thought that was intriguing with ourselves currently at time of recording biggest price out there as well. Um, we've also got people that are likely to emerge here for other sides, but. There's one that caught my eye, 7-2, to two, Kevin De Bruyne. Um, pfft, this man just does everything and anything for me, and I think at 7-2, to two, I'll have a very small bet on expecting the best of Kevin De Bruyne to turn up and, and possibly show up a few of his England teammates and a few uh, few familiar names that he's used to scoring past. But it'll be a good game, won't it, Dougie, this one? And for all international football, a few people have seen some negative things about, you know, it's a shame the Premier League's had the break, and obviously... There is some concern with it, it playing a bit of a part in potentially spreading COVID. I, I I do like international football occasionally, and I think these games, England v Belgium, they're the sort of games I'll sit down and watch. You know, England Iceland, I'm going to sit and struggle to to enjoy that. And you know, smashing Bulgaria is all well and good, but it's never the most exciting of games to watch. This should be a, a humdinger. Oh, it should be. Yeah, I think it'll be a, a really good game to sit down and. Sit down and watch. I mean, you made a point there about the, the players travelling about and and everything else. And to be honest, you know, the more cases that sort of seem to crop up during the international break, the more you, the more I've been siding with the, you know, with the nationale of, you know, maybe postponing them a, a bit. But you know, going forward, obviously, that's going to make a massive problem mm. fixture wise. So, you know, it, it's just a case of um, everybody's got to be super, super careful. And I, th- I know that they are. Um, but yeah, for this one. It's a it's a nice uh, international game to get into because you you do get a lot of sort of dross fixtures. Let's say during the weekend, there's there's not a lot to get your teeth into. So it's nice when you've got got one others to look forward to. No, definitely, definitely right. So your best bet for that game going to be both teams to score Belgium to win. 
Actually, you know, the 64 about Belgium he won to me is, is, is very attractive. Keeping it simple. And I think that, I think, I think actually we've, we've just, you know, it's, it's a shorter price, but I do actually think there's a bit more value in that. You know, I, do, I, I think Belgium are really, really solid. No, that's fair enough. I'm going to just put up 90 minutes. Kevin De Bruyne score 7-2 at the moment. Do check for the latest odds at betvictor.com uh, and also check out the boosted offers. There'll be no doubt some interesting boosts on site ahead of kickoff. All that remains to say, big thank you to Dougie for this week's contribution. We'll be back next week finding you some more winners, hopefully. Uh, and do check out, we've got some exciting content coming down the line, uh, including Dougie and me covering our five national hunt horses to follow each. We're going head-to-head only allow one per trainer, so they won't be able to just put all the big guns in there. Hopefully going to try oh, and unearth you some dark horse as well. Uh, the other thing to mention, obviously, as ever, do gamble responsibly. Keep it fun. Enjoy your weekend. Best of luck, whatever you're betting on, if you're having a bet. And we'll speak to you all next week. Yeah.